Welcome to this week's episode of the NACF Podcast. We currently are in part six of our Walk It Out series. And on the road to our destiny and purpose, it's a lot of obstacles we have to overcome in the physical and the spiritual. But the best thing to do is just to keep moving. Keep moving and keep your eyes on that purpose and destination. Coming up. So to keep going, you're going to need strength. You're going to need the power of God in your life and endurance. You're going to need the stamina and the determination that you will not stop. We'll keep moving. I will see the goodness of the Lord. like preaching to some people that want to hear a word. Uh, I don't know if I'm in the right group. I don't know, Sister Didi, Pastor Didi, I don't, I don't know if I'm in the right house. I'm ready to preach to some folk that's ready for a word from the Lord. All right. We are going to Judges chapter 15, verse 7 in the New International Version. And then we're going to go to Judges chapter 16, verse 28 in the New International Version. It will be there for you on the screen. So those of you that are in the house, let's stand in reverence to the reading of the word of God. And let's read together since we still um, don't have uh, our full membership in the house. I need y'all to read loud like the house is full. Is that all right? Let's read together. Samson said to them, since you've acted like this, I swear that I won't stop until I get my revenge on you. Judges chapter 16, verse 28. Then Samson prayed to the Lord, Sovereign Lord, remember me. Please, God, strengthen me just once more and let me with one blow get revenge on the Philistines for my two eyes. Our topic this afternoon is keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving. Somebody holler, keep moving. You can't touch nobody and tell them keep moving, but holler across, call across the church and tell somebody keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving. As I just said, you are not an accident or a mishap. You have a creator. You were created on purpose and for a purpose, and you are perfect for your purpose. If you hang around New Antioch long enough, you've heard this a hundred times and you're going to hear it a hundred times more. You are not an accident or a mishap. You have a creator and you were created on purpose and for a purpose and you are perfect for your purpose. You're perfect for your purpose. But you don't have to do your purpose perfectly. You're perfect for your purpose, but you don't have to do your purpose perfectly. You don't have to do it right every time. That delivers somebody. I can go now. That delivers somebody already. Yeah. You don't have to do it right every time. You don't have to feel like you can't make a mistake. You don't, you don't have to do it like them. You don't even have to be the greatest. All you have to do, though, 
is keep moving. We started out this year figuring out who we are. Then we moved into figuring out why we are. And now that we're walking it out, now we're walking it out. We started taking baby steps toward walking in this person, understanding that the anointing, that the power to do it is on us. And it's on us all together. So now that you have started, your next challenge is going to be to keep moving. So I want to use for an example of walking out our purpose Today, I want to use our boy, Samson. Samson was perfect for his purpose, but he didn't do purpose perfectly. But what he did do is keep moving. So y'all come with me this afternoon and let's walk through his life. Walk through his life with me. The nation of Israel. God's chosen people, they had come out of Egypt and they settled into the promised land. They were doing good, but they had this bad habit of forgetting about God. And so they themselves were actually perfect for their purpose, which was to keep a line of people who knew the true and living God so that he could send Jesus into the world through their lineage. So they could lay out the Old Testament and then get us into the New Testament. And they did it, but they didn't do it perfectly. They kept messing up. So then their enemies would conquer them. And then they'd straighten up. And then the call, they, uh, they would call on God. And then he would send them another leader to bring them back out. And then they'd be good for a while. And then they'd mess up again. And then they'd go back in, into captivity. And then they'd, cry, they'd straighten up and they'd call on God. And God sent them another leader. And this went on and on and on. So this story of Samson was in the time of the judges. And I told you last week about, De uh, about Deborah. Well, this time, the enemy was the Philistines. And Israel called out to God for help. So he raised up a superman by the name of Samson. See, ain't nothing new under the sun. They didn't come up with superman. They had a superman in the Bible. I like superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall builders in a single battle. Y'all too young, y'all too young, y'all too young to remember Superman. Had a Superman by the name of Samson. And an angel had told his parents that he was to be raised with special restrictions. They called it being a Nazarite. They were dedicated to God from the womb. Well, one of those restrictions is that his hair was never to be cut. And so Samson grew up, and he had this anointing for supernatural strength. His purpose was to defeat the enemy and to set Israel free again. And to be honest, I have to tell y'all the truth. Y'all don't know the truth about Samson? He was anointed to kill people. Let me explain before y'all go left. Before Jesus came, the wages of sin was death, period. And when God judged you to be guilty, he would give his prophets, kings, and judges, and priests orders to destroy you. See, life and death has always been in the hands of God. And even though we hate war now, some of us hate war, we hate war now, but see, our wars are not righteous. 
And God is not running these countries that are at war. We're fighting over money and power and oil and world domination. But they were fighting for righteousness as earthly representations of the armies of God. So don't get caught up in what his purpose was. Just know that he was perfect for his purpose. You see, God had to destroy sin in those days by destroying who sin was in. Oh, but thank God since Jesus came. <laughs> now we're in a season of grace. He let his son die one time for the sins of the entire world. So now he kills the sin in us so that we can live. <laughs> he just kills the sin in us so he don't have to kill us. Thank God for Jesus. I'm out of thank God for Jesus. But in the Old Testament, God used people to bring judgment on other people. And so God and God alone does have the right and the authority of life and death. So, yes, Samson was good at killing people. It was his purpose. It was his call to be a one-man army and bring glory back to God. For in those days, the, the people judged the God of a nation by how many victories that God won for them. And so Samson was to bring glory to God by having victory after victory after victory over the enemy. So, so Samson starts getting into it with the Philistines and they start getting into it with him. In other words, he began to walk in purpose. He begins to fight with the Philistines. And, and after one of the fights that hurt him personally, Samson made this statement. He said, since you've acted like this, I swear that I won't stop until I get my revenge. We will also move now into our time of giving our time of giving tithe. Tithing, we believe here, is for worshipers only. It is a part of our worship. It is a part of what we do in our obedience just to show God that we are obedient and that we love him. There are three ways that you can give to our guests that have joined in. We are grateful that you are here and welcome into this place. You too also can give as those give that are members of our ministry. Three ways to give. You can give online at nuantia-aliante.org. Push the donate button and follow the prompts. Second way you can give is through text. Text 77977 to New Antioch, all one word, and follow those prompts. And then you can also give through the standard mail system. Our address will, will be in the comments is 2550 Nature Park Drive, North Las Vegas, Nevada, 89084. We are grateful for those who continue to give, grateful for your obedience in giving. And this is the attitude that I want to preach on today. This is the declaration I want to make to the enemy. Since you've acted like this, since you hit me like this, since you came at me like this, since you messed with my child, since you messed with my marriage, since you messing with my money, since you had the nerve to touch my body, since you fooling with my ministry, since you're trying to mess with my purpose, I promise I won't stop. Now he said, I swear. But I was raised a good church of God in Christ kid and we couldn't swear. There's a scripture up in there that said you ain't supposed to swear. So I can't swear. So I have to say, I promise I won't stop. 
I have found my purpose and my purpose is to defeat the enemy and to tear his kingdom down. My purpose is to lead people to Christ, change and purpose. And to do that, I got to come through you, enemy. I got to snatch him up out of your hand and I know my purpose. So now that I'm walking it, working it out, I promise I won't stop. So I say, I promise I won't stop. I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to keep fighting. I'm going to keep leading. I promise I won't stop. I am called to teach this generation what it is to know, to love, and to serve God. And Didi, I promise I won't stop. When you take your place among the intercessors, will you declare, I promise I won't stop. When you stand up with your prophetic word, when you sing your praises unto God, when you raise up the next generation of kingdom leaders, I promise I won't stop. I'm going to lead my family. I'm going to open this agency. I'm going to evangelize this neighborhood. I'm going to declare my testimony and I promise I won't stop. Now that I'm walking it out, I promise I won't stop. No matter what, by any means necessary, I will keep moving. It's the only way to fully complete your purpose is to keep moving. Once you start walking it out, I'm telling you what's going to be up. Once you start walking it out, your next challenge will be to keep moving. Samson didn't do purpose perfectly, but he is an example of a man with purpose who kept moving. And it's easier to say that than it is to do that. Because people quit walking in purpose all the time. One of our servant leaders posted in our group me that 1,784 pastors quit every month. Some of you here have started out in purpose, but you've stopped moving. Some of you that are listening right now on this live feed were moving in purpose at one time, but you've stopped moving. But to keep moving, you will need strength and endurance. To keep moving, you will need strength and endurance. Now, the biblical word for endurance or for or perseverance is, is, is this ability to keep moving under pressure or under weight. Endurance. Keep moving. I saw something on TV that, that, that gave me a good picture of what this Greek word really means when it says endurance. Yeah, show, show the video. Gentlemen, here's what's gonna happen. You're gonna race up that ladder. You're gonna charge like a Brahma bull. And in a matter of seconds, we're gonna either see an epic struggle or complete domination. Get your minds right yeah. on this one. Absolutely. Get your minds right on this one. Get your mind right. Get your mind right on this one. Tell somebody, get your mind right on this one. Partly, this is Lunar Impact.
facing it tough. And it seems like Matt Chan's there already. Barkley's got to get up there. Yeah. This could be over before you know it. Oh, that ball hit Barkley like a freight train. But somehow he's still standing. Strip. He desperately needs this win to force the tiebreaker. Feel like the devil had you like Barley that? Barley is pushing back. Strength. Look at that. Look at that. This man is 6'1", 270 pounds, just stocky. Built. Barley was ready for this Keep moment moving. in time. Keep moving. up the fans of the Tennessee Titans and he is looking to get popped up here in the Titan Arena. He said let me bring my praise. And remember if Matt loses this yeah. we go to a tiebreaker. Yeah. Bartley desperately needs this win. Bartley knows. Bartley knows. Matt Chan the oldest athlete in this competition a real-life example of never giving up. You have to wonder how that leg that he almost lost, how is that going to come into play here? At some point, it might just wear out. Well, that's At some point, they might wear out. Now it's about endurance. DJ, what are these two competitors feeling right now? In a stalemate like this, we talk about that lactic acid buildup. We talk about their adrenals being shot right now. And really, it's just become a mental game because their bodies are so stressed. Now it's a mental game. It's about endurance. Somebody gotta keep moving. Pushing that chair back. The bridge is getting narrower. change up right now or else Bartley Weaver is going to walk away with a game two Keep win moving. here and take us to a tiebreaker. Look at the well. Even if it's baby steps, keep moving. Matt Chan, he's not trying to give up here. This man's a firefighter, one of the bravest. No quitting this man at all. He doesn't have a lot of room to work with. He's right there. This war is coming down to inches. It started out One takes the lead, the other takes being the about strength. Unbelievable. It ended up being about endurance. If you're going to keep moving, you're going to need strength and endurance to push your way into purpose and keep moving. You're going to need both. I realize, Lachey, that I have endurance. Y'all, I can walk from Aliante to Central and keep moving. I've done it. I can walk all the way from Eliante campus down to Central campus because I have endurance. But I couldn't use these same legs, Sharonda,
to get myself up off the floor. They laughed at me this morning. Thank y'all. If I got down on this floor, my, I don't have enough strength in my legs to even get my body up off the floor. I have endurance, but no strength. And some of you have strength. You can do anything for a minute. I'm talking about purpose. <laughs> you can do anything for a minute, but if you had to sustain it, if it took a while, if you had to keep it up, you couldn't do it. So to keep going, you're going to need strength. You're going to need the power of God in your life and endurance. You're going to need the stamina and the determination that you will not stop. Samson had both. He declared, I will not stop. So let's look at his ability to keep moving and, and see how we measure up. Can you keep moving after misfortunes? He sees this Philistine woman that he wanted, and his parents saw it as trouble. They said, can't you get a wife from our people? Why you got to go over there and get a woman? It was, it was trouble, but, but it was good trouble. Because the Bible says that his parents didn't know that this was from the Lord who wanted an occasion to confront the Philistines who were ruling over Israel. You see, sometimes we get too comfortable not walking in purpose. Some of y'all are real comfortable not walking in purpose. So God has to lead us into some good trouble. You wouldn't have prayed like that if it wasn't for trouble. You wouldn't have spoken up like that without trouble. You wouldn't have started fasting without trouble. You, some of y'all wouldn't have even joined church had it not been for trouble. Oh, that's good trouble. So yes, this woman ended up being trouble. He went down to the Philistine village to get married and they gave him some groomsmen and, and Samson had given his Philistine groomsmen a riddle. And so they made a bet with them that they could do the riddle. And when they couldn't figure the riddle out, they got his new wife to coax it out of him and then betray him and then tell them the riddle. So when they won the bet, he said, if you had not plowed with my heifer, you would not have solved my riddle. Yes, the very first place the woman is called a heifer is in the Bible. I'm just saying. The Bible is a fascinating book, y'all, to read it sometime. He said, if y'all had not plowed with my heifer, you would not have solved my riddle. And then the spirit of the Lord came on him and he became that superman. He went and he beat down 30 men and he took their stuff and paid off his bet. But now he's angry. So he, well, he just went on back home. So sometimes... After misfortune, you need to go back to a safe place and just regroup. So Samson goes back home and he regroups, but that was still his wife. So he went back to get his wife and they had already given her to one of the groomsmen. So here's Samson. He's in love for the first time. She betrays him. Then somebody else sleeps with her before he can get her home. It's misfortune. 
It's a bad break. It's a heartbreak. It's a betrayal. It takes a fool to learn that love don't love nobody. So now he's mad again. And, and, and when he gets mad, he walks in purpose. Because his purpose was to destroy the enemy. His purpose wasn't to sleep with the enemy. His purpose was to destroy the enemy. So this is that time where he caught the 300 foxes and lit them on fire and burned up all their grain, their vineyards, and their olive trees. And so then they go get back at him. So they killed his wife. And that's when he said, since y'all going to act like this, mm, I will not stop. He didn't back down even though his heart was broken. He kept moving after misfortune. So will you keep moving even after misfortune? Even after a lost job? After a sickness? After a betrayal? After a church hurt? Some of y'all stopped moving the first time you got hurt at church. After a death? After a bankruptcy? Will heartache stop you or will you keep moving? Because you will never complete purpose unless you keep moving. So Samson kept moving in purpose after this misfortune. Well, can you keep moving after fights? Because now a big fight will make you want to quit. Let me talk to somebody. Has anybody had a fight that took the fight out of them? Uh, let me see if I, am I in anybody's room? Has anybody there, my sister, had a fight that took the fight out of you? I tell you, a big fight will wear you down and take your heart. A big fight will make you too tired to keep moving. A real big fight will make you too depleted, too empty, and too exhausted to keep moving. Some of you were moving real good in purpose until that one big fight. And so now the Philistines are mad at the nation of Israel after this fight. They're mad at the nation of Israel, so some of the, the so now they're trying to beat Israel up. And so some of the men of Judah came to Samson and say, Man, what you doing? These folks are reigning over us, and you messing with them. So now they want to fight us. So they decided, well, we're gonna do look, we're gonna hand you over to them. So they decided they're gonna hand Samson over to the Philistines, and they they tied him up and they took him over there. But the Bible says, and the Spirit of God came upon him again. He breaks the, the ropes and he picks up the jawbone of a donkey and he beat down and killed one thousand men. One thousand men. That's a big fight. That's a all-day ordeal, hand-to-hand -hand combat with 1,000 men. He was worn out. He was faint. He thought he was going to die. He called on the Lord. He said, I'm out here doing purpose. I've had the biggest fight of my life, and I'm faint, and I'm about to die of dehydration. God, what are you doing? And God brought water out of nowhere, and the Lord revived him. So after a fight, sometimes you just have to be revived. As soon as you get revived, somebody said, keep moving. 
He, he just kept moving. He went on to be the leader of Israel. The Bible says he judged Israel for 20 years. Even after a fight that took the fight out of him, he kept moving in purpose. I promise I will not stop. And I know it's hard to come back after that last fight. It has taken your strength and your drive and your motivation. But let God revive you. Let God revive you. And when you get revived, make up your mind that you will not stop. I came by this afternoon to stir you back up today. To stir you back up so you can keep moving. Somebody holler, keep moving. Because you will never fulfill purpose. You will never hear God say, well done. You will never finish your race. You will never live a life of significance. You will never walk it out unless you keep moving. And so Samson kept moving after misfortunes. He kept moving after fights. Can you keep moving after failures. Oh, I heard the moans. I think somebody feels me in here. I told you he was perfect for his purpose, but he didn't do purpose perfectly. Paul Samson just couldn't get enough of those Philistine women. You know, they probably are cousins, Keisha. So I ain't mad at him, you know. He ran into one named Delilah. He fell madly in love. He's in deep again. As Lady Gaga would say, he's out of the, he's far from the shallows now. <laughs> Good. Somebody saw the movie. He, he's far from the shallows now. He, he's in deep. And the Philistines then offered to pay her off. Because they knew they were no match for his God-given purpose. And y'all need to understand that the devil is no match. For your God-given purpose. Mark, the devil is no match for your God-given purpose. Pam, the devil is no match for your God-given purpose. Pastor Hecker, the devil is no match for your God-given purpose. So they had to find the source of his strength. You see, the devil will always try to separate you from the source of your strength. In other words, if you're an intercessor... That gets to where you don't feel like praying. If you're a praiser, that gets to where you don't feel like singing. If you're a teacher that gets tired of study and gets weary of your students, that's just the enemy trying to separate you from your strength. If you're a leader that, that, that don't feel like dealing with people, if you're an administrator that, that uh, doesn't want to get it done no more, if you're an evangelist that's bored with your own testimony, if that's just the enemy trying to separate you from your strength. If you're a mother that wants to kick your kids out the house, if you're a father that hates coming home, home to the family if you're a communicator that doesn't want to talk or write or post anymore if you're a server that doesn't have any energy that is just the enemy trying to separate you from your strength so Delilah begins to try to find the source of Samson's strength and you would think Samson would have learned by now and the first time he went through this he was young and dumb and in love but by this time, he's been through, through a few things. He know how this thing works. 
How does he get caught up again? Just like us. We have purpose. We know how the enemy comes at us. And still we get caught up with the same thing again. And the last time, it was misfortune. This time, it's failure. I do pretty well, James, to keep moving when it comes to misfortune. I can move through misfortune. My brother died, and that devastated me more than anything in life was the death of my little brother. He died on a Thursday. I was on the organ Sunday. I do all right moving through misfortune. And I do pretty well to keep moving when it comes to a fight. Not as well, but after a fight, I still can keep moving. But when the challenge is failure. Do I have some friends in here? Because it's the fear of failure that almost keeps you out of purpose in the first place. It's the fear of failure that makes you fight with God about the call on your life in the first place. It's the fear of failure that makes you procrastinate. It's the fear of failure that makes you him and haw. It's that fear of failure that makes you look for a sign, two prophecies, and three confirmations. Three. <laughs> But then you get out there. Y'all laughing because y'all know. I see all these ministers laughing. Y'all wanted two prophecies. Y'all wanted seven prophecies and eight confirmations. But you get out there and you do what God has called you to do. And then you fail. Mess up. Trip up. You don't measure up. It's hard to keep moving after a failure. Because you see, misfortune is about circumstances. They don't say anything about you. The fight is about the enemy. That don't say nothing about you. But failure, that's on you. It speaks to your worth. It speaks to your competence. It speaks to your value. It speaks to your character. It speaks to your ability. It speaks to your brand. Failure takes your heart. It carries with it shame and regret and self-loathing. It's hard to keep going after a major failure, especially one that everybody can see, especially one that carries consequences with it. This is where suicidal ideation comes in. This is where isolation comes in. This is where quitting is the option that seems the most fair to everyone. It would work out better for everyone if I just quit this thing. Samson plays around with Delilah too long. Every time he tells her a lie about where his strength lies, she tries it out to set up his right in his face, but he don't seem to get it. But whatever power she has over him, the Bible talks about her nagging him. But women, we know. Nagging and sex together. A wear a man down. Sex him real good. Then nag him to death. When he get tired of you nagging, sex him up real good again. And then nag him. That'll wear any man down. After a while, he eventually lays in her lap long enough to tell her the truth. 
At least the part that his head had never been shaved, that part was true. And, and so she was convinced, though. She was convinced that he had told her the whole truth. But, but, but Darian, I don't find where God ever said that his strength was in his hair. I read it three times. And I never saw where God told Samson that the strength was in his hair. But what I do know is that his hair represented his covenant with God. His hair represented his covenant, his relationship. Matter of fact, the Bible said that he got supernatural strength when the spirit came on him. It never said that he had it all the time. He had that hair all the time. But the supernatural strength would come when the spirit was on him. So I don't know if his strength was necessarily in his hair. The hair represented his covenant with God. It represented his vow to God. It represented his consecration, his anointing, his sanctification. It's what made him different. And to give up the hair was to betray his relationship with God. I told you, the devil is after your source of strength. Your source of strength is your relationship. The source of strength is your covenant. And when you give that up, it is such a deep and hurtful failure. And maybe that's why God left him. Because the Bible says he thought he was going to get up, shake himself, and God was going to be there. But the Bible says that he didn't know that the Lord had left him. Thank God for Jesus that we never have to worry about that because he'll never leave us or forsake us. And so we don't have to worry about the Lord leaving us. Oh, but the anointing will leave you. you ask me how I know. So the Philistines grabbed Samson and they gouge out his eyes. They put him in shackles and they put him to work grinding grain in the prison. And I, I can only imagine that they must have strapped something on him because he can't see and probably had him dragging around uh, something that, that grain that uh, grinded the grain. But he's grinding grain in prison. Look at him. Oh, how the mighty has fallen. I can imagine what's going on in his head. Look at you. Oh, you can't look at you. You ain't got no eyes. How could you be so stupid? Why did God call you? How dumb was that? Silly rabbit tricks are for kids. You're so childish. You took your anointing for granted. God has left you. God has left. God has left you. God has left you. Idiot. Good for nothing. You let everybody down. You're a disgrace. I can imagine what was going on in his head because I've been there. I could forgive everyone who betrayed me. I forgave everyone who attacked me. I forgave everyone who talked about me. I forgave everyone who misused me. I forgave everyone who failed me. But when I failed myself, I had the hardest time forgiving myself. 
And really, to be honest with you, I can't say for certainty that I ever really did forgive myself. But you know what? There's an arrogance to people who won't forgive themselves. There's an arrogance to us folk that won't forgive themselves. What you mean by that, Pastor? Because you thought you was better than this. You thought you were above this. You thought you were stronger than this. But you need to understand that even at your best, you need grace. You're going to need grace to complete your purpose. The strength was never Samson's strength. It was always God's strength. He was always this weak little boy unless the spirit of God moved on him. God was not shocked or surprised when Samson fell. It was already written in the plan. Your weakness don't intimidate God. Your failure doesn't disable God. He called you anyway. He anointed you anyway. He knows exactly how this is going to play out. You're only strong in your head. But you need the grace of God. Y'all look up this song by Jonathan McReynolds called Grace. He said, I was stronger in my head. But I realized I need your grace. So y'all just suck it up. Come on back. God can handle his own plans and his purpose. There's no failure in him. He knows what he's doing. He's already worked out your comeback. Somebody should have been happy about that. Maybe I'm talking to somebody on here. Come on back. Forgive yourself. It don't bother God. He has already planned your comeback. So there Samson is. He's in prison. He's in defeat. But his hair is growing back. You see, after a failure, all you got to do is go back to your consecration. Go back to those things who made you who you were in God in the first place. For some of you, it means go back to prayer. For some of you, it means go back to praise. For some of you, it means go back to study. For somebody else is going back to worship or going back to doing good or going back to serving, going back to fasting. It'll grow back. Tell somebody, it'll grow back. It'll grow back. It'll grow back. That, that hair represented the covenant vow between him and God. And since he went back and let it grow back, then as the hair grew back, now he is in position to minister again. And I came by to tell somebody, as you get back to your covenant relationship with God everything you did will grow back everything you had will grow back your praise, your prayer life your focus, your fight your anointing and yes your strength just get back in the position to minister again if you just let it grow back you'll be back in the position to minister again so here's Samson Herodon grew back and he's back in the position to minister again. And so now all he needs is an opportunity. Because in spite of his failure, Samson was willing to keep moving. And they called him out to play sport with him. The crowd comes out to the arena so they can laugh and ridicule him and enjoy their victory. Because you know the devil is a sore loser. He won't just defeat you and leave you alone. He got to make a fool of you too and gloat. But that's where the enemy made a mistake. Y'all get this part. Never count out the called. Ronnie, never, 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 never,
thing or without repentance. Never count out the call. Don't you count yourself out. Don't you count yourself out. This story isn't over yet. Never count out the call. If you know that your child has a calling on their life, don't worry about how they look right now. Never count out the call. If your spouse has a call on their life, it might look crazy right now. It may seem like it's never going to turn around, but you never count out the call. You might be in the midst of a failure. You messed up. You didn't get it done. You backslid on your purpose. You didn't finish your task. You reverted back to your old ways. You're in the prison of the consequences of your failure, but do not count yourself out because you are called and we know that in all things God works for good of those who love him who have been the called according to his purpose for those who God foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters and those he predestined he also called and those he called he also justified and those he justified he also glorified what then shall we say in response to these things if God be for us who can be against us he who did not spare his only son but gave him up for us all how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things who will bring any charge to those whom God has chosen is it God who justifies who is it then who condemns no one but Christ Jesus who died more than that was raised to life is at the right hand of God right now interceding for us so who shall separate us from the love of Christ shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword or misfortune or fight or failure so know in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us for I am convinced I am persuaded that neither death nor life neither angels nor demons nor things present nor things to come or powers or height or death or anything in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord never count out the cold good to me never count out the call never count out the call so Samson gets into the arena and he prays this prayer he says sovereign Lord remember me please God strengthen me just once more please God Strengthen me. Please, God, strengthen me. Please, God, strengthen me. I have come through misfortune and I regrouped and I kept moving. I have come through the fight and I revived and I kept moving. I have come through failure. And if you strengthen me one more time, I will keep moving. I will finish my course. I will complete the job. I will take down these Philistines. Please, God, strengthen me. I want to finish this thing. And God did. And Samson pulled down the pillars of the arena and he killed more Philistines in his death than he did in his life. Because that was his purpose. 
He was perfect for his purpose, but he didn't do purpose perfectly. And neither will you. God is sending this word to someone who's been struggling to keep moving. Some of you have stopped moving because of misfortune. And the word is coming to you today to regroup and keep moving. Some of you have stopped because of the fight. And the word is coming to you today to let God revive you and keep moving. Some of you have stopped moving because of failure. The word is coming to you today to forgive yourself. Go back to your first works. Let God restore your strength and keep moving. Because you can't complete purpose unless you have strength and endurance. God will give you the strength. But endurance comes only when you keep moving. Will you declare, I will not stop? Now that I'm walking it out, I will not stop. God, if you strengthen me, I will not stop. I won't count myself out. I know that I'm called and I will not stop. Keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving, Keisha. Keep moving, Kathy. Keep moving, Shay. Keep moving, Tiffany. Tell somebody, keep moving. Keep moving, Andrea. Keep moving, Renee. Keep moving, keep moving, Pam. Keep moving. Keep moving, Z. Keep moving. Keep moving, Miss Juanita. Keep moving. Keep moving, Greg. Keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving. He's going to strengthen you. He's going to strengthen you. You are my strength. Strength like no other. Strength like no other. Reach to me. You are my strength. Strength like no other. Strength like no other. Reach to me. Lift those hands and sing to the Lord. You are my
Jesus. Strength like God, I need you to walk up and down these aisles right now and infuse your people with strength. Strengthen us, God. God, if you just strengthen me, I can keep moving. God, if you strengthen me, I can get past this misfortune. God, if you strengthen me, I can get past this fight. God, if you strengthen me, I'll keep moving. I'll keep moving beyond this failure. I'll keep moving in the name of Jesus. God, strength. God, strength. Nice strength. Strength. Strength all over this room. Receive strength in the name of Jesus. Receive strength in the name of Jesus. I rebuke fatigue. I rebuke frustration. I rebuke the heart being taken out of your people. Somebody needs strength today. That's strength. The joy of the Lord is their strength. The Holy Spirit is full of strength. Strengthen God. Strengthen, strengthen, strengthen. Receive the strength of God in the name of Jesus. The grace of God is going to strengthen you right now. Strength, God, in the name of Jesus. Strength in the hospital room. Strength at home convalescent. Strength. Lift them up, God. Lift me back up. Jesus, Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on us. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh. I need your strength. I've had a big fight. I've had some misfortune. I've had some... God, I need your strength. I need your strength. God, in the name of Jesus, she's been through it. In the name of Jesus, I've been through the fire. But God, if you strengthen me, God, if you strengthen me, sometimes I even feel like a failure. But God, if you strengthen me, strengthen the name of Jesus. Infuse her with strength. Spirit of the living God. Keep moving, keep moving. I got to keep moving. Lift up your hands, Pastor Rene, in the name of Jesus. God, infiltrate right now. Infuse the woman of God with strength from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet. Restore, revive, regroup, restore, revive, rejuvenate in the name of Jesus. Fill her with your strength. A fair feeling of the Holy Spirit. Darian, lift those hands up right now in the name of Jesus. God, in his body, in his mind, in every aspect of his life, God, he suffers quietly. He don't tell people what's really going on, but things weigh on him like they weigh on everybody else. Just because he don't show it, God, it weighs on him like everybody else. Strengthen the man of God. Strengthen him to keep going. There's too much purpose in him. God, he cannot stop. In the name of Jesus, strengthen him, God. Revive him. Revive him. Refresh him in the name of Jesus. Strength. Strength. Marias, keep moving. Keep moving. You are never going to get to purpose unless you keep moving. 
I rebuke every spirit of distraction. I rebuke the distractions that come in his mind. Satan, shut up talking to him. You always got something that they say. Shut up talking to him. Keep moving. I don't care what happens. You keep moving. Keep those feet moving. Remember those guys that was on that lunar thing. And keep your legs moving. Even if you got to take baby steps, I declare you keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving. You will not quit. You will not stop. Declare I will not stop. You came through failure. You come through misfortune. Your whole life has been one misfortune after the other. Your whole life has been one fight after the other. But man of God, you have kept moving. You will not stop. You will not stop. In the name of Jesus, strength to the man of God. Pam, lift those hands to the Lord. God, give her a fresh filling the Holy Ghost. She has not even scratched the surface of the call of God that's on her life. In the name of Jesus. The weight of the years, the weight of the years of the raising kids, of doing things financially, of helping out family, of trying to be the one. God, in the name of Jesus, strengthen the woman of God now. Strengthen her now. I receive strength. I receive strength. I receive strength. Pastor Heckard, lift those hands to the Lord. He sent you here to hear this word today. You might not need it today, but I declare you're going to need it next week. In the name of God, for the task that you have before her, I declare she will not stop. No matter what, she will not stop. She's going to make it through every fight. She's going to make it through every failure. She's going to make it through every misfortune. She will not stop. Strengthen her now. For the journey that's before her, a fresh anointing, a fresh anointing. Oh, come on, receive it. It's sitting right on your shoulder. I need you to receive it this morning. A fresh anointing. I can't lay hands on you, so I need you to fight for it. A fresh anointing. Come on. Come on, press in. Come on, press in. Press in. It's a fresh anointing for where you're going. The pastoral anointing. Rest on her now in the name of Jesus. begin to understand things you didn't understand before. Wisdom will begin to come out of your mouth and you won't even know why you know what you know. Healing in your hands, prophecy in your mouth, word that comes out of your belly. You won't even know how you know what you know. It's the pastoral anointing that is resting on you now in the name of Jesus. God, let the anointing to transfer anointing. The anointing to transfer anointing. The anointing to transfer anointing. Rest on the woman of God. In Jesus' name. In the fullness of your grace. In the power of your name. You lift me up. You lift me up. Tiffany. A fresh anointing, strength, strength. I've been through fire. I've been through God. But if you strengthen me, strengthen me. Receive strength. Receive strength. Receive a refresh. 
saved. You need to get in the fight. You need to take your baby steps. And that would be simply to ask the Savior into your life. You may be one who got saved years ago. And now you need to rededicate your life. If you need to be saved, or if you need to rededicate, say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. Come into my heart. Forgive me for everything I've done wrong. I give you the rest of my life. I will not stop. I will keep going. I will keep moving. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Thank you, Lord, for reclaiming me. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you believe that prayer, if you really meant what you just said, then you are saved. If you meant what you just said, then your covenant with God has been renewed. And we'd love to be your church family. If you need to join a church, right now you can go to newantioch.org. Go to where it says connect and give us your information. And then and they'll, they'll give it to whichever church you wanted to go to. Aliante or our central campus. We'd love to be part of your family. We'd love to be your village because we are a church that's going to keep moving. And you need to be around some people who are going to keep moving. If there's a book I'd like you to have, it's called Saved, Salvation 101. And if you put in the comments right now, we'll get you that book. Or you can go to newantioch.org, go to Connect, and they can ask, you can get that book. You can go to that, uh, that link, and they can also, uh, you can join the church. You can join a community group and get yourself in a community, but join us. We would love to be your church family. If you already have a church, go let your pastor know that, you, that you're back or that you just got saved for the first time. You need to be a part of a family. God bless you. God bless you. Whew. You lift me up. You lift me up. You are my strength. Hey, hallelujah. Straight, Straight like no At 7 p.m., we are having a drive-in service. All you have to do is drive in the parking lot at 2550 Nature Park Drive. It is on the is it's near the 215 and Aliante Parkway. And come in, drive in, be here a little early so we can get you parked up. And at seven o'clock, we're gonna have live music, live praise and worship. I'll be preaching again tonight. Y'all pray me some strength. Y'all will all be preaching again tonight. And I'd love to see I'll be here and I just want to wave at you. Nobody's going to touch you. You're not going to get out of the car. Just going to drive in. We're going to have service for about an hour. Uh, and, and we, it's as close as we could get to sundown. So it's not as hot. 
and just come and sit and, and enjoy and fellowship and honk at folk that you haven't seen in a while. Everybody is invited. 2550 Nature Park tonight at 7 p.m. All y'all come on back. Pile all the kids up in the car and come and let's have service together safely where there is no passing of this coronavirus. Uh, but we are going to give praise and honor to God. Also, for those that have children uh, that uh, can't stay home, I know our, we're not going back into the classroom, but if you need help with this distance learning, we are having a distance learning camp at both of our churches. We have a, an organization called ACS Community Services that's um, Antioch Community Service, but ACS Community Services, we have an achievement center and a counseling center. And our achievement center is putting on a day camp from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. We're gonna hire teachers. If you are a substitute teacher or maybe college student or someone that can work with children that you want to be, uh, you want to be part of staff, um, uh, we are hiring at a pretty competitive salary uh, for you to uh, you can apply to be part of our distance learning camp but children go to our website ACS community counseling no ACS community services Rane Antioch community services.org Antioch community services.org and you can either say I want to work the camp or I, I we're going to refer some children to the camp because we have to pay them it is not free but it's really it comes up to a couple of dollars an hour for us to be uh, to have your children we're going to help with homework if they need tutoring if you just can't handle this on your own your church is here and for tell people in the community get the flyer off the website and send it out to everybody that you know all of your friends and let them know that we are responding we are a community church and we're responding to the needs of this community and some of these kids cannot stay home it's they're going to lose it they're going to, they're not going to be able to do well unless they have somebody working with them and you got to go to work bring your children we would love to do this service for you starting on uh, august 24th so you need to go to our website this week and uh, fill out the application amen other than that, we need you to find us. We need you to stay connected. Like Pastor Sharonda said today, we need you to stay connected. We got seven or eight places where you can connect with us. Find us at New Antioch Christian Fellowship um, for our, sir, our nine o'clock service and our Bible studies on New Antioch Christian Fellowship, our main page. Then at New Antioch Christian Fellowship, Aliante, um, that's where you can find prayer every morning at 7 a.m. Somebody is on for prayer 365 days a year at 7 a.m. Somebody will be on there for prayer. Um, go to the House of Antioch if you're a member. That's our members only page and that's where you get your weekend updates and, and our uh, other prayer week activities on the house of antioch then we have instagram we have twitter we have two websites newantioch.org and newantioch-aliante.org and at both of those you can connect with us at both of those websites and we also have youtube uh, we got everything so please connect stay connected with your church stay connected with us and you can also give 
do your tithing and your offering at both of those sites, newantioch.org or newantioch-aliante.org. If you're here today and you still need to give, uh, we would prefer you give online, but you can give today on your way out of the service. So God bless uh, all of you. If there's anybody today that wanted to be saved, that said that prayer, you raise your hand, I'll make sure that we get connected with you today. I don't want to miss anybody. Is there anyone that wants to join our church? If you want to join the church, you can do that. You want to join today? Amen. Amen. Where are my people at? I got to stop talking. I really am educated, y'all. I just was raised in Vegas, so I talk country. Uh, where are my people? Uh, make sure that we get her information today unless you want her to do it online. But they'll get your information. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Love to have you. Anybody else, you can still join at any time. Amen. We'll be back here. Uh, we'll be back here at 7. You better. You probably need to come at 640 and start lining up. Get you a good spot so you're not sitting in the park with your car trying to see the stage. Amen. So get here early and let's get lined up. We're going to have a great time tonight. So finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace shall be with you. Greet one another with the holy wave. Oh, y'all changed it to a holy wave. That's funny. Because we're not doing no holy kissing. So I'm waving. It's so good to see you. So good to see you, my brother. So good to see all of you that I haven't seen in a while. All the saints salute you. So saints salute those that are listening. Holler at them. Oh, God bless you. Can't wait for you to come back to service. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. Amen. Now, if everybody would remain seated. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope this message really reached you. If you'd like to know more about our campuses, you can visit our central campus at newantioch.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dot org. Or for our Aliante campus, you can visit us at newantioch-aliante.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dash A-L-I-A-N-T-E. If you'd like to sow a seed into this ministry, you can do so by texting New Antioch to 77977 for Aliante Campus. Or for Central Campus, that's New Antioch Central at 77977. Thank you.